five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready Set Home Podcast, your premier podcast to do with Bank for Titans, Toronto Defiant. I am Chris, and life was the voice coming to you on the day of the Canadian national election. I think it was to elect the 44th uh, Parliament. And, uh, you know, same old, same old. I don't think the numbers changed all that much. But what has changed a whole lot is the fact that we are coming to you a day early. Not because of the election, but because of the Overwatch League playoffs. As you know, Omni at Omni Strife is here. A welcome, Omni. Yeah, I, I just barely made it. I was playing competitive so hard that I uh, forgot all about the time. And uh, yeah, it's exciting times. The elections, obviously. Mm-hmm. The well, playoffs yeah. starting tomorrow. I was going to say, the election results were kind of like... Eh. Yeah. <clears throat> like, no, I'm not, 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 not to... I'm not giving you my political leanings. It's more like we went to the polls to reinforce that the minority government we had is the minority government we want <laughs> Same back. Same old, yeah. Could have been better, could have been worse, yeah. Yeah, but uh, no, fortunately, uh, with that all said and done, uh, we've got Overwatch League action in front of us and uh, potentially even more Overwatch League action after the grand finals, which we'll get into uh, obviously in the fray, but uh, it's been a long time since I, I, I last talked to you. I mean, what, six days? Yeah, it's been it's been very, very long, uh, almost a week, and that's almost. like, you know, Do you think that feels us, like a year. Us publishing this episode a day early is going to throw people off? Like, is this going to, like, drastically alter how people consume podcasts? I don't know. Like, in recent months we we had gotten a little bit loosey-goosey with our uh you know strict schedule usually True. a stricter schedule sometimes one day it could like come out earlier sometimes it comes out later i think as long as the episode is out uh people will be fine mm-hmm. well that's good i mean our hopefully our millions I don't and know. millions of listeners <laughs> yeah I mean, it's millions they might be storming our abodes that's why you moved right you can handle the paparazzi for you know yeah, my uh, my address got out there in the wild, and <laughs> like people were wanting to know what this Ryan One Trick had to say yeah. about Overwatch League action. I, I I might have to move to like you might hear clicks. Those are not paparazzi photographers. It's just my wife playing Skyrim for the I think the first time. The first time? Yeah, like we tried. You know, there's this Skyrim Together mod, but it has so many faults. And I'm like, okay, just mm. play it by yourself. Okay, goes for it. Um, we're going to talk about what's going on in the Vancouver Titans world and Toronto Defiant world, of course. Uh, but this payload will be a little bit uh, lighter because these two teams, as we already all know, unfortunately are watching uh, from the outside looking mm-hmm. in. But the fray, the fray is going to be action packed. So we're going to go through our entire playoff prognostication oh. before diving into all the other news that's going to be uh, coming out over the course of the weekend and into next week. So you know what? Let's. Uh, Let's wait no further. Let's start pushing this payload. Moving the payload. Join me. It sounds like, I mean, I I don't know how I'm going to edit this out of the show, or I guess I could. It sounds like you are uh, currently broadcasting from the airport. Uh, No, (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm not far. Sometimes you can hear it louder than 
you know, usual. Yeah. Or uh, maybe you are on your way to Hawaii to be the RSP yeah, reporter. For sure. <laughs> you know, Paid for the... by the league. We, we <laughs> you know, we're really close with uh, Spectre, Mr. Yeah. Spectre. John Spectre, yeah. You're off to University of Hawaii, Manoa campus. Yeah, I'm on my way. But uh, no, as far as the Vancouver Titans and Toronto Defiant are concerned, uh, last week we talked about how the Titans and the Defiant uh, both had uh, some people up for some Game Hers awards uh, in Soldier and uh, and Chibi. Well, I learned actually only today um, that uh, Vanessa, uh, who is the community manager for the Vancouver Titans, she's actually up for that award as well. That's the same one as Soldier with the Toronto Defiant. And again, um, any opportunity to go and promote, uh, you know, the the female uh, gaming community and those um you know foundational members uh are are something i'm i'm all for i mean yep. you know i i wish they all could win let's let's be honest i i know that that's not possible um but the fact that both the titans and the defiant have someone up for best community manager award has me strongly believing that canada's got a good shot to bring that award home yeah a more canadian representation as well that's pretty cool yeah um, as far as the, the Defiant are concerned, and again, this is very, very late payload, um, the Toronto Defiant are organizing a Grand Finals pre-hype community game night uh, this upcoming Saturday night, which works out relatively well hmm. because it's essentially timed before the Grand Final. Um, <laughs> the Grand Finals are in Hawaii. And so if we think about time zones, Toronto being the Eastern time zone, uh, comparative to Hawaii, it's a difference of, I want to say this time of year, six hours, I think. So it sort of works Beats out me. well. Uh, but uh, the community game nights are are always uh, good fun from what I can tell. I've not participated in any, unfortunately. The The West Coast time zone isn't as convenient uh, for me to, to take part. Mm-hmm. But uh, the... You know, team really puts in a lot of effort to to recognize the community. And after the actual event, they always have a community game night here that they promote through social and and have uh, Frog Smile create a, a graphic for. So uh, sign up, I think, closes pretty quick. And if it doesn't fill up, uh, they've got a link uh, on social. It's an event right to sign up. But uh, make sure you uh, do sign up if you're interested. Also, we know that the Toronto Defiant players have all flown home. Uh, they had a little uh, party and get together. Each of the players was given uh, uh, what I was going to say a loot bag. I mean, it sounds kind of like birthday party ish. <laughs> you know, Baby Force might have. Uh, but did you see what they gave Sato? I saw the personalized bottle of Sato column. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I thought that that was like you know, it's it's something small, but it the fact that it recognizes sort of yeah. meta, like I mean. It, not to suggest that the Vancouver Titans don't do something similar. Let's say other you know players got like actual breadsticks or something. Yeah, the meme value is pretty high on that one for sure. Exactly. Um, I don't actually know if the Vancouver Titans are, are still in town. I kind of get the feeling they might be, but I truly don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, the players themselves within the Overwatch League, um, if they are not taking part in the playoffs, their contracts uh, only have a few more weeks. Uh, left on them before yeah. they, they expire. Clock's so, ticking. So arguably a team could say, hey, you got to hang around until then. But I don't imagine most do that unless absolutely necessary. So um, 
what that does that all mean? Um, I'm not trying to be cryptic, but uh, we'll talk more about uh, that later on in in this episode. Um, <clears throat> one final note, actually, and this is just more um, goofy because of me. The Vancouver Titans had a a movie night last week. We sort of talked about it in the last uh, episode, mm-hmm. and I continued to suggest it was going to be the B movie. <laughs> Like I'm in Titans Court. Every time something happened, I'm like, "It's the B movie. It's the B movie." You're trying to talk it into existence. I, I I was not successful. They watched, I think, the Pokemon movie or something like that. the first one. I don't know. I didn't watch it. Oh, I, I didn't nice. take part. Um, um, but it seemed to be very popular. The channel they created for the the movie night had like um, 700 or 800 messages. Oh, wow. in it. Uh, the players, uh, had taken part and watched. Like, it sounds like, so this is the thing. The Vancouver Titans are slowly starting to really sort of find their way, which is a good thing. It's good for the community. I mean, the Toronto defiant are already well on their way. And we've talked about how the Titans can sort of look East and say, Hey, here's how you can, can do things. But I like that the Titans are now really building their community. And mm-hmm. I was actually thinking about today used to be the, we with RSP were sort of the voice of the community. We spoke up. Um, we we took them to task. I don't feel that we have to do that anymore, which is a good thing. I, mean, I honestly think it is. Take a break at last. Yeah, yeah, totally. We don't. I I, I don't have to be you know angry old man yelling it, at the clouds. Is it a paid leave by any chance? Uh, well, what? Are you not getting paid enough already? Uh barely. Yeah, barely. But, uh, but no, it was, uh, it was the, uh, as I said, Pokemon movie, not B movie. Um, if you need to watch one of the first two Shrek movies, someone actually shared the movie itself in discord. So (laughs) I, Hey, I, I floated the note. Like, I'm not entirely sure that this is, you know, good with the discord terms of service and all of that, but the links are still available. It's Shrek. It's, it's. It's beyond laws and, know. and regulations. I, I'm just surprised that that actually happened. Anyhow, regardless, <laughs> is what it is. If you want to learn more about Shrek B-Movie or any other thing with the Vancouver Titans, go to their, their Discord. Uh, you know what? Payload, we've pushed it. Uh, it's time to move on to the fray. So the Overwatch League playoffs are, well, if you're listening to this episode, potentially hours, minutes, or have already started. Oh. Right? I mean, I don't know when everyone's listening to our show. Normally, we we come out and publish an episode on Wednesday, and here you are having the ability to listen to it on a a Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, things get underway uh, pretty darn quick. Um, as you already all know, the playoffs are taking place with the uh, NA teams or West teams in Hawaii with Project Aloha. And we weren't entirely sure as to sort of how they were making things happen. Like there was this, I mean, I'm not going to suggest that there was a lot of talk, but there were sort of some unclear statements as to teams from the East going to Hawaii. They're not. They're actually traveling to, um, I think someone that says the OGN uh, broadcast 
uh, studio, but mm. uh, essentially to Shanghai, which also means the Shanghai dragons are, are traveling. Cause I was reading, they were actually based out of Guangzhou apparently. Hmm. Interesting. But, but the, point is, is that essentially teams from the West teams, from the East, they're all traveling. No one's getting to go to sleep in their own bed. No one's necessarily getting to sit in their, their own chair with their butt groove. Right. Everyone's sort of getting, you know, thrown into the mix, which kind of adds to the competitive integrity. And I think this is a good thing for the overwatch league to have done, but matches get uh, started on September 21st at 4 PM Pacific, 7 PM Eastern, um, which you might suggest is match one. No, it's match three. Yeah, that, well, that was kind of awkward. I had to do a double take on, you know, on the bracket when I saw the timings. So I'm like, okay, it starts at seven. We have time. And I'm like, what? These are actually <laughs> earlier. Huh? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, again, I never really paid attention to the times until I was, I was going through my notes. I'm like, okay, so set, you're right. 7 p.m. Shock dragons. And I'm thinking, well, they're they're going to be going late into the night. And I'm looking at, oh, wait, is this to tomorrow? No. <laughs> um, match three, which is the justice versus fuel kicks things off 4 PM Pacific. Never followed, change silly overwatch league followed by match two. So we, we actually go in reverse three, two, <laughs> one, four. It's like a countdown with that sneaky little four at the end. Um, but uh, we got Washington justice taken on the Dallas fuel followed by the fusion gladiators, the shock dragons, and wrapping things up on Tuesday evening are the Atlanta Rain and Chengdu Hunters. So how do you want to approach this? Do you want to just go through the numerical matches, one, two, three, four, or do you want to go through three, two, one, four? Let's go the numerical. <laughs> okay. So match number one, San Francisco Shock, Shanghai Dragons. This, I mean, there's some going to be some good matchups. Oh, yeah. This, this is, I was, I would have told you I could see these two teams being the grand finalist. It's hard to argue against the San Francisco shock. I understand that their season itself has not been as dominant as mm -hmm. the seasons previous, but these are the back to back champs and they're back for number three. And they might still be uh, right there at the end. So depending on, you know, how other team falls, but uh, I'm worried for Shanghai. Like myself personally, obviously I was hyped and cheering and like all for it when they made their selections and we talked about it with Jordan. But I feel like this uh, bold pick will backfire. And in this game, I'm leaning more towards a 3 2 uh, dub for San Francisco. Really? Okay. See, and I, I'm not uh, to, to actually share my thoughts, I had this going 3 1. Or the shock, mm -hmm. but there are reasons why I have this um, thought. One, yeah, bold pick. Shanghai had a different stage. I mean, for stage four, um, or the uh, was it the Countdown Cup, as it would be known as, there was thought that they might have been taking things easy. Both of them and Dallas had come out to say, "Yeah, we're focusing on things," and uh, and what have you. But you have to consider the Dragons have not played competitive Overwatch for quite some time. Yeah. And based on this, yes, they've been scrimming and they have probably been focusing on strategy and yes, they chose the San Francisco shock for some reason or another, but they don't have a momentum on their side. Like there will be rust. The San Francisco shock. Yes. Their season itself hasn't been as dominant, 
but they looked like they were in charge against the Toronto Defiant. They wanted that match to be over with. Yeah. The Toronto Defiant gave them a fight, as we had discussed last show, but the Shock themselves have have proven that they start to get hot when you know the the money's online and i i just feel that the shock are coming into this match with that mm-hmm. advantage i think the dragons if they lose here they're then going through the losers bracket yeah. with a chip on their shoulder kind of like the shock did a couple seasons ago but yeah i got this as 3-1 shock yeah i, I don't want to make excuses for the shock because still they haven't made it to hawaii uh yet in this uh season and Until like now. Clearly, they wanted to in in the past, so and they weren't able to. But you know, we as also traditional uh, sports fans, we know that sometimes the top dogs, the top teams, especially when it comes to like dynasties, mm-hmm. they know better how to pace themselves. And when you see a team that has been so dominant and had this like a little bit of a slowdown starting to heat up again as you know things start to get more important that's like a red light going off in my mind because i know uh what that means and in my eyes i feel like they are on the rise as the season is right coming to a close and that's the perfect time where you want to be there and it feels like you know angry hungry hangry i guess is the term hangry uh uh san francisco might be um you know, a problem for Shanghai. Like you said, three one. Uh, I think it'll be closer than that in the, in this match in particular. I think like still Shanghai are you know they're not the Toronto Defiant. They're they're a better team, and I think it'll be closer. But I'm leaning towards the shock in this um in this particular match. Also, I I feel like they figured this uh, meta a little bit better than Shanghai did. And for those who are just looking numerically, like, well, how can you pick a six seed over a one seed? The San Francisco Shock, yes, are a six seed, but they're not a six seed. Yeah. Like, this is this is how much parity we have mm-hmm. in these these eight teams that are, are you know, facing off. Um, match two, Philadelphia Fusion, Los Angeles Gladiators. This one I, it was tougher for Yeah. Me. Now, before we actually get into the matchup, uh, Notice that Poco shared a tweet. I don't know if you mm-hmm. saw it. I saw um, it, yeah. Wouldn't it be <laughs> something if Poco shows up? Yeah, for it's the playoffs. It's nuts. I, Fusion also like a kind of a weird team to gauge properly because they have had like a brutal season, um, at least compared to what the expectations were. But that's you know, they never played with their full team, and now finally we see them incorporate Shockwave and EQO and Funny Astro. Now, Polko is going to join the... the well, so this is the thing. I, I Do we know where he's flying to? Who knows? Because right? him going to Hawaii... But where would he be flying? Well, Sissings, I could see Poco going to Hawaii, right? Like, I would presume he, he has no issue getting there. Like, mm-hmm. I... I because he's been in visa hell all season. And so him going to Hawaii isn't absurd. Sure. And it could be that they might, like, I just don't see Poco. I mean, I'm going to say, it, I don't see Poco playing. That's not a knock against Poco. It's just the kid hasn't seen any league action for, for unfortunate reasons. So that's fair. Yeah. 
but that was also the case with the rest of their players and yet when they came back yeah but we're not they weren't coming back for the playoffs Playoffs? like shock like shockwave (laughs) at least got a few matches under his belt that's true before the playoffs right so uh, as far as the matchup goes though I I had a hard time. See, this is a three-two for me. I had it three-two, and mm-hmm. I I kept bouncing between Effusion and Glad's pulling us off. Like I just it was like a coin flip. Yeah, for me this was the three-one match, but I wasn't sure three-one for whose favor. <laughs> it's okay, like, so yeah, same idea, but two storylines here. I feel like Fusion Peak in the late, you know, in the plans was a little too late. Uh, to compete with a team like the Gladiators, who've had a more of a solid track record to begin with. Uh, this could be the upset, though, in, in the first round. Right now, I have it 3-1 for the Glads. Okay, so I ended up having it 3-2 for the Fusion. Okay. But that, was, that was purely coin flip. Okay. Right? Like, I'm, I'm not suggesting that the Gladiators will lose this. I truly don't know. Sure. But when you say upset, are you looking at this as being purely seed based? Cause I don't feel that like, again, just like the shock aren't a six seed, the fusion, I don't feel are a seven seed compared to a four seed glads. I feel like they are a little bit more than, uh, the one six, uh, comparison. Maybe it, it's, you know, it's, it, it doesn't really matter really at this point. Oh, no, I mean, uh, but like just to label it as, in my eyes, if the Philly Fusion beat LA Gladiators, that's the upset. Like at least on paper, at okay. least. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and again, it's like I think it's fair to suggest yeah. it is quite possible for that, like for that upset to happen. Um, match three, we got the Justice taken on the fuel. Now, the, when we talk about seeds, I actually feel that Justice are sort of. I'm not going to say a tier below the seven above. But they're as an eight seed, the one, one of the more comfortable seeds sure. for me. Sure. And and knowing this, I just feel, and it could be again for all this wrong reasons, because I had said earlier, Shanghai has been, you know, kicking it back for a while. Dallas has been in the same boat, but I yeah. just don't see the justice beating the fuels as much as the justice have found their form uh, with the play-ins. They arguably upset the the houston outlaws so right yeah this is a scary match for the fuel because like they shouldn't be losing this um i still think that the fuel should win this it it it's more of a reminiscent match to shock versus toronto where it's not just um how you win uh, sorry it's not just if you win for dallas in my eyes but but how you do it I'm not sold on DK's second playoff tour where he'll just dominate through, you know, the bracket like he did last year. And I feel like it's a little bit of a grudge match for the Fuel after, you know, the turmoil that was set off there last season um, by DK or, you know, that entire situation. It's all a matter of how rusty they are, really, from what you mentioned. Yeah, and that's the struggle I have. Is like, if is it fair for me to suggest that Dallas can shake off the rust but the shanghai dragons cannot like really i don't i don't think it is maybe because the uh, competition is a little bit different for both of these teams right true because i I mean i wrote down three one for dallas me too yeah and i i 
I think you're right. It's a scary, scary matchup, but I just don't feel the justice yeah. are like they're a playoff team. Yeah. Give them credit. They are where they are because they made this happen. But this is the one seed for me yeah. that just like they might get a win. It, yeah, it's the sole reason why I didn't like label it as a sweep because on paper it should be. Yeah. And uh, match four, which is the last match of the day, <laughs> uh, the Atlanta Rain and the Chengdu Hunters. So I have the Chengdu Hunters winning it all. So, I mean. Really? Wow. No, I don't, but boy, would that be fun. Uh, I have them going far, but we'll get there. Uh, so for this one, uh, man. See, this is. Uh, uh, okay, I'm going to tell you. I had, I had Chengdu winning this one 3-1. One. Okay. Three one, yeah, wow! I had his three one. I, I, but it was like the it was a three one. I really hated. Mm-hmm. Atlanta's been playing well, I, and I think as far as a matchup is concerned, Atlanta's going to provide structure. Chengdu's going to provide chaos. Which one wins? Yeah, Chengdu. They have a really stacked roster this year. Still the chaos, you know, it's still there, but it's way more controlled. They have so much more talent coming into this year with, you know, Gaga and Late Young and, and you know, obviously Veltal. And I feel like him and Leave, that's Rain, they've had their good season, but I don't feel like they compare to Chengdu. I, I still feel. Because it's Chengdu, that this match will probably be the second most tight match. I don't know why. I labeled it down as 3-2-4 Chengdu. They're good, but they're not Chengdu good, right? And, yeah, that's how I feel about this match. So, I mean, really, you and I have the same-ish results. Outside of... Fusion and Glads, yeah. Which we both said is was yeah was a tough one. Flip flop. Um. So I mean, looking at that, really, our our match seven, uh, which is the losers bracket match. Which so here here's the other thing, the first losers bracket match actually happens after the uh, second winners match. Oh yeah, I see. Like so. And this is where numerically match five happens before match six, which happens before match seven and match eight. Like, I don't, again, understand the schedule completely, but how do you want to approach this? Did you want to actually <laughs> go numerically again? Like, I was going to go loser, but no, I guess we maybe should go second winners. Uh, yeah, let's let's go second winners for sure. Okay, so uh, I had the shock, you had the shock. I had the fusion, you had the glads. So on, on this one here, I actually had the shock beating the fusion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had that down as three one. Mm-hmm. I have three two for the shock against the gladiators in my case. Okay, so I mean, we both have the shock going through now. Right. I, for me, I, it's again this is sort of this this confidence that I have in San Francisco. Yeah. They are the champs, especially uh, just, after you know if they will have beaten Shanghai. Mm-hmm. They'd be in a good spot. I feel like because of that bold pick, uh, it'll be not by a big margin, but maybe an easier match, if that's fair to say. Yeah, I think the the Dragon Shock matchup is probably in the first round. It's the 
it's the slobber knocker of them all. Right. As much as the fusion and gladiators might be a very, you know, evenly balanced matchup. I feel the energy if if they do come out on top from that match will, you know, carry them forward a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then on the uh, bottom of the uh, the second winners for matches three, four, which is actually match six, uh, we have the fuel and the hunters. This is my first uh, funky pick. Okay. So you're picking, okay. I was going to say you're picking the hunters, but then this is the thing about the, the hunters. <laughs> this version of the hunters is not the old version of the hunters. Yeah. So how funky is your funky? Uh, it's three, two for the hunters. Really? Okay. Cause I had it three two for the hunters as well. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Where uh, our funkiness resonates. So I mean, for me, the Chengdu hunters. It's is it, as I sort of alluded to. I had them going all the way. I didn't. I actually have them, unfortunately, uh, getting themselves into trouble after this one. Yeah. But the thing about it is, it's I just. I think it would be of all these teams that are playing. I think it would be really good for Chengdu to have a good showing because Chengdu plays the game around their strengths regardless. Yeah. And they force their style one. too. Right. And I feel that that provides a much more entertaining product. That's not to suggest that we're not going to be entertained. We will be, but you think back to like, you know, goats, the complaint about goats is, Oh, everyone has to do the same thing. Cause here's the matter. You have to play the same way. Chengdu's like, yo man, we just play the way we play. And I think the more that they can reinforce this style, the better the league will be, especially if other organizations see that and look to copy. Again, Overwatch 2 throws a whole another bag of tricks into the mix. But mm-hmm. And it's yeah, like, you know, the, 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 the clash of styles is always a very interesting uh, yeah. product. The, the thing about this match, though, and again, I'm is that I feel Dallas is the better team. Dallas should take the win. Right. It's just it's Chengdu and I, I gotta, the I ult- gotta give them uh, the ultimate curveball. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. With those out of the way, let's talk about some of these, these loser matchups. So in match seven, which is the first loser, um, we both had the dragons down there. And then again, it's either the fusion or, or the gladiators We're, I had the dragons winning this. I actually had the dragons uh, beating the gladiators See you later, Los Angeles. You would have the dragons in the fusion. Yeah. I have this one as 3-0 for Shanghai. Yeah, and I had it as 3-1. Angry Shanghai. Yeah, I feel like fusion, if they do go down to the loser's bracket, they have a track record of, of, you know, not really persevering through bad situations not within a game within a game sure but if they taste defeat once i don't feel like they can go up against if it were against like the justice or the rain sure but not against shanghai yeah and then for the uh the second loser match match eight uh we had the justice and the rain um i had the rain winning this one uh 3-0 i actually have 3-2 here you have it close you think that like actually why do you have it so close decay really okay no other reasons i i feel like rain should be a you know a tier below a team like dallas and for some reason i feel like this is this is the one um, the one opponent here where a single superstar performance can you know carry you a little bit better okay 
Oh, wait, 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 wait. Sorry. It's actually 3-2 for the Justice. So, oh. and my point still stands, right? I feel like it'll be a, a tight game, but I actually give uh, Atlanta the, the edge here. I feel like as a team, maybe, yeah. Okay, so, so okay. You have a 3-2 for the Justice? Is yeah. That, you're, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. locking that in? Yeah, okay. It's already locked. <laughs> you can't adjust it anymore. No, I know. But you can change your mind. You just can't change your No, I, I will go with my um, previous pick. Okay, so I see. Okay, I had the ring winning three zero, but this is purely based on the fact that I don't feel the justice match up. Like again, this the rain are are a functionally sound team, right? Okay, I maybe never didn't give enough credit to the decay factor with the justice, but again, I think the justice they win by being here. Yeah, I get it, but uh, you know, it, if if it doesn't go three zero Atlanta, I mean. And the justice start to to heat up. <clears throat> I mean, it would be suck sucks to be Atlanta to be done so quick and to to lose that way. But I mean, I could I could see what you're saying happen. Yeah, sure. So we're now on to the Thursday matchups, which has match nine kicking off at four p.m. Pacific, followed by the two uh, loser bracket matches five thirty p.m. Pacific and seven p.m. Pacific. So in the match nine winner winner, we have the shock and the hunters, and so. This is where the Chengdu Hunters, in my mind, meet their maker, yeah. the San Francisco Shock. I also uh, chose to go with the Shock. What's your score? I have it as 3-0 Shock. Oh, wow. I actually yeah, went with I, a 3-2. See, and I my logic here, and I, I'll eat as much crow as necessary, I feel the Shock are now on a roll. Like, they are confident. Um, you know, they've already knocked the dragons down they've knocked uh, what i felt was going to be a compelling fusion team but even if they, it was the gladiators they've beaten two very strong teams yes chengdu is a strong team but the san francisco shock if there is one team that can go and play their way and exert their style on the op- opponent it's the san francisco shock yeah in fact the shock could very well say you want to play chaos we'll show you chaos yeah Right, like put, uh, I don't know of any other team that could could do that. Put Super and Genji again. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> I I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna double down on my um, crazy thoughts. I'm gonna say three two for the shock, and I, my gut tells me it's gonna be a reverse sweep of some kind or something like that. I, oh. I, I don't know why. I, <laughs> Well, that's okay. That's spicy. Like yeah. three two is not spicy. The reverse sweep that is all sorts of spicy. I feel like they'll adapt. It'll be weird for them at the start, and Chengdu will win. You know that uh, King of the Hill map, and then another one, and then like the shock will be enough and exert their authority for sure. Okay. Okay. So this is <laughs> this is getting complicated. So let's go down to match ten, which is the loser bracket matchup between the match six loser, which so I had the the <laughs> so let's see here. What did we have? You don't have your bracket? Uh, no, I'm I didn't pull up the pickums one. Oh, year. okay. I'm I'm getting, and I'm trying to keep track of yours, and I'm getting all confused. Oh, I, I, I can keep track of mine. Okay, so we've got the. For me, it's so we've 
So the fuel and the... <laughs> For me, it's the dragons. Well, yeah, I have the dragons winning. I just didn't have who I had. I had dragons three, and I didn't put a team in the, my notes, but I have it 3-1. I guess it's the fuel. Did you have... Yeah, well, I you had the them lose to Chengdu as well, so... Yeah. I have uh, the fuel beating the dragons here, 3-2. So you got the dragons done. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like fuel has that energy that once they lose they might be a menace in the elimination round with okay you know dk oh not dk sparkle and and doha and anbin yeah i don't know i feel like they will be shanghai but that will be like another fight for the ages interesting so who do you have in the next match? I have Gladiators beating Atlanta 3-2. Well, it should have been 3-1 now that when I think about it, but I locked it up as 3-2. Either way, I feel uh, Gladiators should win this. Gladiators coming off on my end um, from a you know devastating defeat to the Shock 3-2, and I feel like uh, this will be the end for the rain. Hmm. I have the Fusion going 3-1. Against uh, rain or gladiators for you? Well, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had the gladiators in it. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. So we then get on to our matchups on Saturday now, Friday first or Friday. Oh, yeah. Friday, sorry, yeah, Saturday is the grand final, mm -hmm. Friday. Okay, so now we have our, our match 10 winner versus our match 11 winner, <laughs> which, okay, this is this is where, like, again, it's double limit. I, I get this. Yeah. I, this is where it starts to get confusing because you now have these two, two winners and the losers playing before they play the loser <laughs> above. Um, God, now I'm, I should just pull up my pickums. At this point, my notes are a mess. Tell me, who did I have? Who did I have winning match ten? Match ten. I don't have the had, labels for the. They don't oh, have. I had, the, the, I had the dragons. I had the dragons, dragons going through. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had the I had the dragons, and I had the gladiators. Uh, no fusion. Fusion. I had dragons. Fusion. Oh yeah, yeah. And so yeah, I had the dragons winning this one three two. Okay. For me, okay. You want to? Uh, I don't think it you know, warrants any explanations. Do you want to elaborate on that a little bit or? Well, so I feel like, I mean, again, the fusion, I, like I, <laughs> I'm still in shock that you have the dragons out already, but yeah, I have, I have the dragons as losing to the shock, essentially being the shock of what, two seasons ago, mm -hmm. they made a spicy pick. They got punished for it. Sure. And now they're on their revenge tour. I feel the dragons are still a very solid roster. Yeah. They are a championship team. And while I feel the, the Philadelphia fusion are finding their own, I just don't see how they match up to this dragons team. Yeah. Especially a dragons team with a, with a chip on that shoulder. In fact, they got chips on both shoulders. They don't but, have a chips uh, on their shoulders. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Neither do the fusion for that matter. Not but, anymore. The thing about this is I, I'm not going to go and say the Fusion aren't a good team. I feel that this will go both back and forth. 
Mm-hmm. And ultimately the dragons will pull this, this one out. And I have that then in turn getting into the next matchup when the Chengdu hunters fall to the dragons. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And what does that set up? For you, shock versus dragons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, it gets a little spicy. Uh, let me tell you what happens. Elimination round three. I have the fuel against the gladiators. Mm-hmm. Right? Fuel's coming off fuel is coming off of that incredible match against Shanghai. So right. they're up. They feel like they can finally come back to the finals and and win it all, probably, having gotten rid of, of dragons. Mm-hmm. And on my bracket, they lose to the gladiators three two. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so you know, I can okay. I can see I I, I have a okay. <laughs> it gets even spicier than that. Okay. I don't know what possessed me to do this, but in the elimination final I have the Chengdu Hunters losing to the gladiators again. Like <laughs> sorry, again the, the gladiators coming out up top. Three two for the gladiators. Okay, so you, you've got you've got the glads and the shock. Right. Okay. Okay. See. Hmm. I. I mean, okay. I. I. I could see the gladiators having a path to the grand final. They beat them the last time. Not that you know. Not that it, it's the most important thing. No, oh, I know, and I, uh, I just. Oh wait! It gets. <laughs> it gets better than that. Okay, here, throw throw the spice at me. I can take it. I have them winning it all. No kidding. Yeah. Okay, because I okay. In fairness, I don't have the shock winning. Okay. I have I have the dragons beating the shock in a classic. I mean, it's going to be four yeah. two. We have the same but, uh, vibe of the elimination uh, finalists beating the winners. But you see the gladiators winning it all. I do. You know, if that happens. You at no point in time can ever use the Sadiators ever again. Uh, unless they lose. With, well, but that, if that happens, they'll be the Gladys Deators. If that's, no. Anyways, yeah, I, 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 the more I looked at it, the more I thought about it. Like if, if the Gladiators somehow come out from that scenario where they got through Dallas Fuel and through the Hunters... They have that weird, stable yet super deep approach to the game, and then like, hey, if they are in the grand finals against the Shock, they have nothing to lose, and I feel like they can actually do do it. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, see, I I can see what you're smoking. <laughs> it's very purple. The 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 yeah the, the haze. A little purple, purple haze. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, okay. I, I see my, my, my theory here. That's, I mean, a, that's a good uh, episode more, title. Purple haze. <laughs> Purple haze. My, my theory was based on the premise that the Shanghai dragon, San Francisco shock matchup, right. To kick things off, which doesn't actually kick things off. Match one is out of weird schedule, um, is the one that'll end it. And yeah, I feel yeah, that the, you know, whomever comes out of the losers bracket is the one who's going to have the advantage. So with that said, that logic applies to you having the gladiators coming out, having the advantage. Did you have it four two? 
I had it uh, four three. Oh, okay, so that a definite classico then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Purple Haze is the title of this episode, and you know what? <laughs> if if the gladiators are the team that comes out of the bracket, there, I'll start smoking that purple stuff too. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a weird one, but you know. I don't know if crazier things happened, but you know, even I if I did the, have a, a an option to change my bracket, I don't think I would. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, the cool thing about all of this is that we are in store for a great oh, yeah. week of Overwatch League action. I'm so hyped. Presuming you stay up late because as we already know, us on the West Coast, not so much an issue, but those of you on the East Coast or even beyond – the Hawaiian time zone makes it quite a bit more complex. The cool thing is that the later matches are the ones in the sort of start of the week, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, it's not as bad as Thursday, Friday, roll around and then Saturday's grand final. Uh, well, I say it's a reasonable time and there's going to be someone who's listening like Chris, it's in the middle of the night for me. I'm sorry. Now we talked about it last episode. I just want to remind you, there are some perks to watching. If you watch the playoffs, Three hours gets you three skins, Reinhardt, Soldier, Torb. Six hours gets you three more, Junk, Hog, Sombra. Nine gets you three more, Doom, Hanzo, and the Cowboy himself. Mm -hmm. But it's the Grand Finals that get you the big ones. 30 minutes gets you a spray, an hour gets you an Orisa Farah Sim skin. Two hours gets you Genji Moya Reaper and 100 Owl tokens. The Grand Finals are a one and done. It's not a cumulative thing, and the playoff perks are only for the matches prior to the grand final. Now on Saturday, it's not just the grand final that you want to tune into. Mm -hmm. Now we, we kind of, we kind of poked fun at the fact that it could be a one-sided grand final. Oh my goodness. It doesn't go for two hours. And then we started talking about, well, no, it'll be, you know, the, the table or sorry, the table, the desk, (laughs) they're all in Hawaii too. Um, But uh, there's been, some recent news as to, to what else you'll be able to, uh, to watch. And that is an Overwatch 2 exhibition match involving the players who are in the playoffs but not playing anymore. So mm-hmm. it's like a consolation match. I don't exactly know how the teams will be selected. It's mm-hmm. going to be a like a 5, I think, you know, 5v5, obviously, because 5v5 is the, the new thing. But not only are we going to go and and see this exhibition match, we're actually going to learn about some of the hero reworks that are taking place within Overwatch 2, so we get the gameplay um, and what have you. Uh, this all kicks off at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. The uh, hero reworks that we know of, Bastion and Sombra, those two have actually been sh- sort of showcased or shared. We don't know what the rework is yet. Yeah. We're going to see that. There might be a few more. I was reading in a blue post, uh, and we talked about it last week, Brigitte's stun is going to be no more yeah. in Overwatch 2. Tracer um, mains rejoice. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I am kind of excited because I do want to see more of Overwatch 2 and see more of the the heroes. Oh, yeah. Um, I wonder if Bastion, is his rework is going to take him back to, like, OG Bastion with the before shield? the game. <laughs> like the uh, yeah, Alpha Bastion oh with the shield. <laughs> oh my god. Better wait for Overwatch 3 then. 
Um, the somber we rework, I would have, I would have never thought she needed one, but maybe this is because of the lack of one tank and the ability to flank. Eh. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, the hack will be so devastating if you're talking five v five. Yeah, and maybe that's maybe that's the problem. Like I again, I would I would not have thought that would have been the rework we would have seen showcased. So yeah, um, but uh, this is all going to take place. So reworks five p.m. Pacific. Match kicks off at halftime. There's the exhibition match between uh, the two, you know, or three or whatever teams, the Overwatch League pros, and and off they go to the races. So it's it's a heck of a weekend, a heck of a Saturday night. Yeah, we're looking forward um, to it. Tune in, earn all your perks. See what's going on with Overwatch League 2. And if for some reason you miss it all, rest assured, Omni and I will be back yeah. next week to tell you everything that we learned. And a reminder, you can put your YouTube you know, token farming machine on 144p, mute it, and watch it on your big TV as well. So can you use your um, Bitcoin mining machine for your YouTube token mining machine? Can you use the same thing? I was always just mining for Overwatch League tokens. They, okay. they Is that like a new cr- One crypto? day they'll appreciate and, you know, to the moon and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, what else did we learn about uh, this uh, this week? Well, the 2022 roster rules have been released, uh, which makes sense because I hadn't really paid attention to dates in a while. So the grand finals, they happen on uh, September 25th. That happens to be this Saturday. And on the following day, September 26th, teams may begin submitting player trades to the league office for review. So trades can happen on the 26th. Um, a few days later on October 2nd, so actually in a few days later, but a week later, that is the deadline as to which options that teams hold um, need to be exercised by. Hmm. And on October 9th, anyone who has a contract expiring after the 2021 season becomes a free agent. And the following day on October 10th is when teams may be consigning free agents. So what does this mean? We'll have a good idea within about a week, week and a half's time as to what teams plan on doing. So let's say if you're the Vancouver Titans, are you going to, are you going to run back this roster? Are you going to go and tweak it? Or are you going to just rebuild all again? Um, if you're the Toronto defiant is a player like aspire possibly going to come back. Cause this is the other thing you, you don't necessarily have to wait to sign up for aging. You might want to lock him down to prevent another team from, let's say bringing a buyer on board American tornado as a contenders team as a number of players could, could factor into the Overwatch League next season, considering how dominant they were. So, I mean, there's so much that's going to happen in the next week, week and a half, two weeks-ish, um, as the madness occurs. But that said, we know that Overwatch 2 is 5v5, and what that means is the Overwatch League ma- uh, minimum roster is dropping down to 6 if I recall season one, I think the minimum was six season two. It went up to eight this past season and a half. It went down to seven and I say season and a half because of the pandemic yeah. impacting the, the previous season. And now as of March 1st, you have to have at least six players signed. However, you can get by with only five. So long as you have five on contract by January 3rd. Yeah, we're going to have 
just a huge influx of news all the time. Lots of uh, thank you messages on Twitter as well, I assume. Yeah. The um, other notes, uh, the uh, cost of living adjustment that took place, the minimum salary has resulted in a $700 US increase to the base of 50K. So it's now 50.7K. Uh, for those doing the uh, math at home, it's like a, what, a percent and a half? Mm. Ish? Yeah. It's, a, it's based on global inflation rates, but I mean, I don't know with any level of certainty how many players are on minimum salary contracts, but from the scuttlebutt I have heard, very few are. Yeah. So I'm not entirely sure if we'll see many players see an increase. Yeah, it's so crazy to think about it. Like, it's in six days that we might already get some, you know, leaks and and rumors (laughs) coming out. Everything is flying so fast, as opposed to what we had uh, between, you know, this season and the one before it. It It's, you know, such a long period. And I like the confirmations that, yeah, it's going to, we're going to aim towards that April 20. 22 date and you know overwatch 2 is still in there so i'm super stoked yeah the the thing that we we don't know and to your point is that we we have an idea it's april 2022 we don't know as to when in april and that's based on john specter sharing that oh here's the plan the fact that we will see a lot of action within a couple of weeks Mm -hmm. um, or you know potentially we could start getting the thank yous or the goodbyes or the maybe not so friendly uh, tweets uh, before then, but there is still some uncertainty. Like we could go where let's say a team says goodbye to a number of people, but they're not under any obligation to immediately sign a new roster on October 10th. They could go three months before such time as they make the announcement. Like case in point, the Vancouver Titans in this past season I mean, they were making a net player announcements. I want to say like days before the deadline, mm-hmm. like we knew there was a roster. There had to have been <laughs> yeah. one, right? but the leaks weren't really coming out. And even halo had sort of, um, sort of not been late to the game. I mean, he, he shared them first, but the point is, is that, you know, news didn't get out to, too quickly. So, I mean, I'm not so sure what we'll see. I think with like the Toronto Defiant, we'll talk more as sort of, you know, things break it down. I think the Toronto Defiant are in a good spot. I think we see some sort of small changes. Um, I feel the Vancouver Titans are going to make some wholesale changes. I think now is the time, right? Like the teams that are out of the playoffs, they already have to be sitting in front of these spreadsheets and figuring out potential, you know, trades or movements that are going to have to do. Like, I know the playoffs are fascinating, but this is the time to to work it out. Oh, that's business. Yeah. And and yeah. some teams are very fast and some teams are very slow. I think we're dealing with, uh, on our podcast, with, <laughs> with two different teams. So hopefully both will come out improved mm-hmm. before next season starts. Yep. Um, a couple other notes here. Um, Season-long contracts, so you need at least six. So you can't have like five players on a season long deal and you're rotating a temp contract to your sixth player. You gotta have six on a full contract. Yeah. Um, maximum length of contracts is three years, which is two and not three in total. Overwatch intern. 
Yeah. Um, 30 day contracts, obviously still the same thing. You can't extend 30 unilaterally players can go and negotiate with other teams. Um, two way contracts will exist to allow for players to go between the two leagues. No number of uh, limit. So, I mean, functionally things are, are relatively similar, just the slight bump in the cost of living, the dates that we know of and whenever the season may start. Mm-hmm. And finally, um, this one is pretty serious in nature. So it's, it's been a couple of, or a few episodes since we really talked about what's been going on with Activision Blizzard with regards to, um, the, the claims of harassment, misogyny, yeah. um, this sort of, you know, abhorrent culture that you and I have, have spoken about time and time again. Well, a while back we had talked about, and I think I had sort of said, when it comes to misleading shareholders, there are serious implications. In fact, I've, I've said that much of the change that would ever occur is likely going to be based on um, a monetary impact. I was talking about you know punishment through the shareholders where shareholder confidence was lacking. Well, the Wall Street Journal, which is a relatively reputable uh, media outlet, has shared that the SEC is investigating Activision Blizzard over their workplace practices as well as disclosures. Yeah, three agencies now, or like yeah, but like if we think about sort of what had been previously involved, it was at the state level. the The SEC is the Securities and Exchange Commission. They are the federal, the essentially the national player right. in the space. Um, as I had sort of described the SEC in RSP Discord, they are the group that sits at the adults' table. Now, that's not to go and suggest that the state, they don't have power. Generally, the SEC doesn't get involved unless there is some serious concern. Now, this isn't an indication that there is a significant problem. They're simply essentially looking into things. Um, I believe uh, they've simply subpoenaed Activision Blizzard. And ultimately, they're going to start asking questions. Mm -hmm. But I don't think any organization really wants the, the... you know, superseding authority to be asking questions. Yeah. Right. It, it, it's one thing to say, Hey, can you send us this information? It's another thing to say, we want you by law to appear before us so we can ask you questions. And, um, and to add to that, like from reading the report, uh, Bobby Kotick has finally brought out, you know, oh, into the yeah. light. I mean, this, the SEC doesn't go and say, you know, yeah. s- send us your director. Your PR manager, your twi- Twitter uh, manager. And the investigators, they're going to look, you know, at different documentation like board meetings, minutes, uh, personnel and separation files. Uh, so there's bound to be more things, you know, that, that will come out to light. And it's good. Yeah, I think, you know, I mean, well. It's not good for activism. Not for them. The yeah. But, you to, know, to be in productivity. But, but I think as that's, far as moving the organization forward. Or um, bringing, a, you know, misdoings to light and, you know, somehow uh, finding a new direction and, you know, bringing those responsible if there was something, you know, going on to justice. And uh, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And again, if, if you don't recall sort of what this is about, essentially um, the law requires that a publicly traded organization needs to disclose when there are um, lawsuits um, um, and legal ramifications, essentially say, Hey, our outlook is this. They can say, we think it's nothing, but we need to tell you about a transparency that, Hey, we're being sued by 20 different organizations. Like it's it. And there is a way around it. Often the language is like, Oh, nothing. I can't remember what the, the specific wording is, but essentially it's like nothing out of the ordinary. Like there's always going to be a lawsuit here or there. Um, but, uh, but the point is, is that in this particular situation, they're suggesting that it wasn't disclosed or appropriately disclosed. And I, I imagine I mean, yeah, there's probably a whole book of things that could be done, but it probably results in only a fine, but it ain't good press to have. And it does also introduce the um, potential for lack of shareholder confidence moving forward where, well, you got fined before. Can we really trust you this Mm -hmm. time? Anyhow, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. But speaking of things that are playing out, this episode's played out. We're at the end of the show on a special Tuesday edition of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Elections edition. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't know what color won. All I know is Baby Force was more interested in the colors as opposed to anything to do with the election, but she didn't like purple. I don't think many people will uh, like that color. Uh, some might, but yeah, yeah. Let's not <laughs> dive into that. It's, old it's not the, can of this type of podcast happens. <laughs> yeah. to be. and if you don't, if you don't know what we're talking about, every I mean, it's it's almost I think universal. All the political parties worldwide have colors associated to them. Feel free to go and yeah. take a gander at what color purple might be on the national stage and. And it, learn more about what each color means. On, on that note of color, I, I was like uh, kind of confused at the start, like learning how it's like exactly the opposite of what you used to from the American system. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's someone on my Facebook had actually commented about like, oh, it's really weird. I'm, I don't know how the colors came to be, um, but yeah, it, essentially red and sort of shades of red in Canada generally mean sort of liberalism. Yeah. Progressivism. Um, whereas in the United States, red is, is actually conservatism. Um, blue is conservatism up here. Liberalism down in the South. So, I mean, and I, I'm not as familiar with sort of how the colors play out right. internationally, but, but yeah. Mm-hmm. This has me, you know, thinking through now. In the United States, if you were considered to be a red in the old days, that generally meant you were a communist. Even go be before that, it's like the red coats of you know the British Empire. Oh, the British, right? Yeah, I mean that's so. It's always and, a, a bad color in a way, and and I mean, it, yeah, and then up this way, not to suggest that. There's a good, bad, or indifferent, but no. But when you're playing Red Alert, there is. Oh, unless you know, That's unless true. you are me, and I was born in this former Soviet uh, socialist republic. So, uh, <laughs> Command and Conquer plays you. 
yes. Affirmative. Affirmative. Acknowledged oh, how they said brings... that, remember? Oh, yeah, that game. brings back some yeah. memories. I love Red Alert. Awesome games. Command and awesome Conquer. Games. Oh, Westwood Studios, they knocked it out of Rip. the park. <laughs> uh, who, who owns the rights now? It's EA, isn't uh, Of it? course. If it's not Activision, Ubisoft, it has to be EA. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, what uh, what final words of wisdom do you have for all of our listeners? Uh, vote Dalton Dalton Benioff is Pulp's bomb stick. Sorry, what? Uh, vote Dalton oh. Dalton Benioff his Pulse bomb stick. So okay, 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 okay. Pulse bomb stick. Okay, okay. There we go. <laughs> It's like, uh, why do his palms stick? What? No, his pulse bombs stick. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got it's it. It's like now. a campaign line. You know, I'm thinking in, it is. in theme. Okay, well, um, I, I don't have anywhere near as uh, good of a joke. But um, why did the lion lose at poker? Why? He's playing with a cheetah. <laughs> uh, I can't even like, you know, complain because because you make me laugh with these. So the one hey, day you, did... you fail to make me laugh, that's when we stop. How does a, a lion stop playing Overwatch? How? He presses pause. <laughs> that's worse than a previous one, but it's still okay. Oh, anyhow, if you want more of these bad dad jokes or the deep thought moments with Omni, make sure you click that subscribe button on whatever podcast application that you're listening to us in. If you happen to be listening to us on readysetpone.com, which is perfectly fine, you might find it's a whole lot easier to keep up to date by subscribing to us in whatever podcast application you can find us in. You can find us on social at readysetpone on Twitter, on Instagram, TikTok, not yet, but again, soon. And uh, you can also join RSP Discord at discord.io slash ready, set, poem. So on behalf of Ani at Ani Strafe, myself, Chris, at Lightforce, I'm going to sign this episode off with catchphrase.